My local coffee shop is my Penn State World Campus classroom, giving me the full Penn State experience online. My Penn State classroom is getting me to where I want to be. Click on the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, listeners, and today is the day, USA versus France. Yes, welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Stephen Jodorant. Joining me today is Jake Watroba and Armand Fai. And on today's episode, we discuss the biggest game in women's soccer. Uh, yeah, listeners, follow us at Uncle Sam's Soccer Pod. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Go back, listen to some MLS chat with Joseph Lowry of The Athletic and our interview with Peter Trebisani, the CEO and club president of New Mexico United. And Armand, it's been a ton of soccer, but this is probably the game I have been looking forward to most. And I think you're on the same page. I'm genuinely excited. It's going to be a really long day waiting for this game to come, even though it's at 2 p.m., but I'm really excited. It's one of the first times I've been excited as a U.S. national team fan for a match against, you know, two great teams going at it in a fantastic atmosphere at the Parc de Prince. In Paris, in front of the whole nation. Oh my God, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. This is the tournament in my eyes. I think whoever wins this match will be crowned world champions. I'm excited. Leading up to the Spain game, it didn't really feel as though it was going to be a test for the U.S., right? I don't think either one of us thought, oh yeah, the the Spanish are going to give them fits. This is going to be a tough matchup for the U.S. uh, women. But it, 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 it ended up being as such. And I think heading into this match today, we know France is testy and France is going to give them a, a, a good fight today. And it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. I mean, it's pretty crazy because you expect, you know, some teams going to have some similar stats. But I mean, out, outside of their goals allowed, the U.S. women's national team, obviously with their 13-goal thrashing of Thailand, have 20 goals scored versus nine of France. The U.S. have only allowed one goal in the tournament, which was against Spain, while the French have allowed two goals. The U.S. is number one FIFA-ranked team, while the French is number four. So it's it's genuinely two of the best teams in the world going head-to-head against each other. And honestly, a great venue. And that Parc de Prince, like, that's going to be great. In Paris? I'm super excited for the match as well. I believe the split is 50-50 of Parc de Prince. Now, guys... Reading from USA Today, Paris, it's the biggest game in women's soccer ever. Yeah, I agree with that headline. It's it's an insanely popular match, but as, as good of a headline that is, l- let's take a step back and put the ticket resale or ticket prices into perspective. Yeah, Stephen, the most expensive ticket to watch the U.S. women's national team play 
France later on today. This is according to Vivid Seats is eleven thousand three hundred and ninety eight dollars. To give you some perspective, again, according to Vivid Seats, game six of the NBA Finals, most expensive ticket on Vivid Seats was $15,888. Pretty impressive, huh, Steven? Yeah. This is misleading. The most expensive ticket to watch the U.S. Women's National Team versus France will cost you $11,000. Does not mean... All tickets are 11000 Does not mean the average is going for 11000 Some jamoke thought that he could get $11,000 from this. You know why I know this? Is if you actually read the original report from Tom Van Heren of ESPN, quote, ticket prices for the United States quarterfinal match against France at the Women's World Cup are skyrocketing with one seller listing a pair of tickets for more than $11,000 a piece on the secondary market. Huh. Okay, so one seller, good for him, utilizing capitalism to his advantage. But then you do a little more research, business insider Tyler Laletta. His headline is, USA-France could become the most expensive game in Women's World Cup history with tickets hitting the secondary market for as much as 11000 Again, it's a little bit misleading because you have to read to the third paragraph where he writes, while those tickets have yet to sell, the high price point is indicative of the massive interest in the match. With plenty more tickets listed in the $1,000 to $3,000 range. Guys, for, for some reason, we're going off on this crazy tangent about $11,000 tickets. Why can't we just take a step back, call it for what it is. It's the biggest match in Women's World Cup history. Ticket prices do not mean anything, okay? If some jamoke thinks he can get twenty five grand out of this, good for them. The demand's there. But let them play. Let's talk about what's going on on the field because that's the excitement level. But these misleading headlines, it is it's tre- it is trying to upplay the Women's World Cup when we should just leave it be. Enjoy it. This is why people get annoyed. Is that we push all this stuff rather than just enjoying the game. You know what Phil Neville said? I think what we've seen tonight is that Lucy Bronze is the best player in the world. And then he commented to say that what she was doing was beyond what he could have done in his heyday. This is exactly the commentary that should be. Not about ticket prices, not about celebrations, the play on the field. Because right now, what surrounds the U.S. women's national team is Donald Trump's tweet versus Megan Rapinoe. It is not actually about the match against Spain and how that should throw a lot of discomfort. Hope Solo called it lucky. It's annoying. This is why people get annoyed with it. The U.S. women's national team is by far the most talented team ever assembled in women's soccer. And this French host nation is going to put up a fight. Spain put up a fight because there's discipline. Europe is investing in women's soccer. Open your eyes because Europe is going to catch America. We don't open our eyes to the lack of investment by the Federation. And the Federation is in turmoil. Go read the New York Times article about how people at the Federation, employees of the Federation want out. It's insane. Anyway, 
My tangent there, listeners, at Unc Sam Soccer Pod, at Steven Jodder, and at Armaka Fight, at Jake Watroba. What are your thoughts to that? Jake, do you want to start? I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I just, I have literally just been sitting back and I'm just like, let's let Steven go. Let him go. Yeah, let him go. Uh, let, 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 the, let the chains be unleashed. He was just going off. Wow. No, but Steven, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of U.S. soccer fans, and in particular, U.S. women's national team fans, that need to wake up and realize Europe's coming. These teams in Europe are catching up to 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 the U.S., and you can see it. Dude, just you, watch you the saw, game in Spain. Watch, saw, the, game watch the game against Spain. Spain. Yeah. And you got, you'll, see it, you'll see it later today against France, too. And France is one of the better teams in the world. Just, just look how look look how good these teams are. Look how organized they are. Tactically, they're so sound. U.S. doesn't have tactics. The U.S. women's national team, to me, almost seems as though someone just rolled the ball out and like, all right, kids, go play. And and and, but Jake, and, and they're winning on on sheer talent alone. It seems like. But he, here's the other issue. I don't think Americans assume that they're so much more talented than everybody else, and they are. But what surrounds the discussion. Regarding this U.S. women's national team is all the off the field, quote unquote, politics. It's not actually what's going on. Jill Ellis should be under a ton of criticism for the performance against Spain. Nobody actually wants to talk about how lucky they were to escape. But, but, but Stephen, you want to know why, right? And we've talked about this off the mic. You know what? I'm not afraid to come say it on the mic as well. There's a little bit of a I would like call like a fanboy, fangirl, like whatever culture on the U.S. Women's National Team. It's just the truth. With the U.S. Men's National Team, there isn't. There really isn't like a fanboy, fangirl thing of, oh, like, you know, like Greg, Greg, got, we, we really stood on the show. Greg has been ripped left and right. With the Women's National Team, I just feel like there is a, a little bit of a fanboy, fangirl culture. Everyone protects everyone. The amount of times I really, like you said, Stephen, I have really, and you have, and I am a journalist who covers soccer in this country. I follow plenty of soccer journalists. I haven't seen that much, you know, Jill Ellis this, Jill Ellis that. But what I have seen, oh, Greg. Greg needs to go. Greg this. Greg that. Greg's bad. Greg this. It's, 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 it's so just wow. Because, look, the U.S. Beat, beat Spain. But they beat Spain convincingly? No. Hell I no. Think we all, Absolutely we all not. agree with that. There's not even a chance. Jill Ellis should be under fire because this is a Spain team that apparently no one ex- that you know they're two, four years away aren't that this they you know they they they're working on their infrastructure all that good stuff but in reality a U.S. team with all this talent with easily the best talent in the world got got pushed to a limit like there's a problem there and she should be criticized but oh. you know we we but she but she won't. But they won't. They won't. Lindsay Horan not starting and resting her for the game against France. And guys, then playing her? And then guys, playing her. And guys, I had a friend text me and said, guys, I have a really bad thing about this game because that's a very arrogant line of thinking. You know how arrogant it is to rest one of your best players for the next match that isn't guaranteed? It's not like they won the group and they're just like, okay, we're waiting. Like but, rain, but the know, funny whatever. thing is, it was the inconsistency of it. I'm going to rest the player and make sure she doesn't get a second yellow, and then I'm going to and then bring her on, and then just completely waste 
the 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 sixty minutes that she could have been used beforehand. I mean, it's it's mind boggling. And to be fair, there are a couple articles out there. There was one written Armand, you sent me, and you said this is a good article because it said you the the, the headline I don't have in front of me, but paraphrasing now was anybody could coach the U.S. women's national team because Jill Ellis has that mindset. It seems like she just plops the best 11 and this should absolutely be a a fear it should be a fear by the american guys, fan because guys, france guys. will be Steven, ready I, for so, that Steven, i'm sorry to interrupt you man i'm sorry to interrupt you but guys one of the best attackers in nwsl crystal dunn is a fullback guys she's a fullback hey what national other team. coach played a striker at fullback did did he remain as coach, or did he eventually get sacked, and they kind of failed? What other coach did that? You're um, setting me up here. Who <laughs> did that? Who who tried that once? I, I don't think it really worked all that well in that individual's favor. Can somebody tell me who that was? I believe it was. Is it Bruce Arena? Huh. Interesting. He he lasted quite long after that move at the. Los Angeles Galaxy. Oh wait, now he's at the one of the worst brand organizations in all of MLS, the New England Revolution. Anyway, listeners, the excitement for France today is through the roof. I can't I'm wait. I'm excited, for this match. guys. I'm I'm beyond excited. Like to be honest with you, and it's the first time in a while I've been this excited for a, like a soccer match. Like at, as a national team perspective, yes, hundred percent, one hundred percent. You know why? Like, just, because because the outcome is not certain. I remember. When the U.S. went up in Spain, I sat there. I'm like, do I even want to turn this game on? And then suddenly Spain scored, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. And I sat there for the the next hour and a half, and I was into the match. But it is the off-the-field nonsense by created mostly by the media. And well, the f- what, what do you guys think of that? What, what do you guys think of the off-the-field stuff? What, what, it what, what, what it takes it? away from actually talking about the women's World Cup because it's it's interjected and intermingled and mixed with a bunch of stuff that you sit there and you have to take sides and you get called names. You know, it's listeners. How difficult is it for you to have an objective opinion about the U.S. Women's National Team at Unksam Soccer Party? We want to hear it. We've covered the U.S. Women's National Team. We, we did a World Cup preview. We were excited for it, but we, we've been waiting. We circled this match against France. But apart from Spain putting up a fight, this U.S. Women's National Team has been somewhat boring because they steamroll everybody. It, it is, and it, they have. But I don't think the Women's National Team for that. And I would like to say, and like I, we don't like getting you know, a little political on this podcast, I like the way Mayor Rapino talked about her comments that kind of surfaced what like it, they were made earlier like two three four months ago that kind of resurfaced now about going to the white house i like how she addressed it and said hey look i stand by them but we're not here for that uh, we are here for the game so our focus is on that and you know what i genuinely believe that the u.s is not letting any of this distract them that's good you guys, and that's important I, I believe that because i believe they're because they've gone through some 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 stuff, <laughs> like they, these 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 women haven't like not gone through things. They've gone through, I think, much worse than they're not you know, getting any, paid that much. Else. 
Exactly. They've gone through. They've gone through Patriots Student Federation. They've gone through us. I don't think something like this will even distract them for this game against a very good France team, which play very good football. And it's, you know, it's it's a clash. It's 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 a cultural clash of the old guard of the U.S. national team always being powerful versus the new resurgent investments made a women football across. That's what we're seeing. And that's going to be so fascinating to me to see how far has these countries who are now investing in women's football have come versus the powerhouse that's gone complacent. Guys, this match is a coin flip. The U.S. women's national team is surrounded by a ton of media chaos. Twitter is a chaotic minefield regarding the U.S. women's national team. Headlines in newspapers, it's chaos. It's all chaos. Can they put that noise aside and can they focus against France? It's going to be a tough match. Steven, it'll be interesting to see how the noise on the outside affects the women on the field later today. But that's it for our show, listeners. I know wasn't much of a preview of this game later on today, but make sure you follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod. Make sure you follow Stephen Jodoran at Stephen Jodoran, and make sure you follow Armand Kafai at Armand Kafai. You can follow yours truly at Jake Watroba. Be on the lookout tomorrow. We're going to talk a little U.S. men's national team as they get ready for their big match against Curacao on <laughs> Sunday. It's a hot one. For Stephen and Armand, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys later. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, not just here or here, but everywhere. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.